Welcome to the podcast arm of the redeemed Christian Church of God, Peculiar People's Parish, based in Regina, Canada. Our mandate is pursuing his purpose, pronouncing his power, and proclaiming his praise. You can subscribe to our podcast channel today, so you never miss an episode of our podcasts. Be blessed by this teaching. Again, and thank you, Pastor, for this opportunity to, uh, to bring the Word of God. Um, it's a time of discipleship. So everybody, I'm on that training. So, <laughs> so I've been told to, uh, to share the Word today, and the Lord is here. Amen. If it's okay with you, if you want to stand, you can stand. If you want to, you know, worship God on your seats, that's okay. Um, whatever it is, I just want us to take this time to just worship God because he is good. There is no one like him. Let's just give him praise. I use this time to just honor God in your heart. Honor God in your heart. Honor God in your heart. For this God is my God. And forever and ever, and he will be my God from now, even until. Please, can you rise with me? For this God, for this God is a God forever and ever, and He will be my God. From now to the end. While we're standing, there was something that came to my mind here. It's not in my sermon notes, but um, I believe that God confirmed it by the testimony that came. In in First John chapter one verse five, it says, "It says this is the message which we have heard from Him." And announce unto you that God is light, and in Him is no darkness. In First Thessalonians chapter five, verse five, it says, "For you are all children of the light and of the day." It says, "We do not belong to darkness and night." I want you to just join hands with somebody by your side. Because this particular verse tells us that we are children of light. I want us to just declare into the life of everyone beside us that every darkness in your life begins to disappear. Because you are a child of light. In the name of Jesus, every darkness in your life disappears. From this knowledge, from the knowledge of the word of God, that this God that we serve is the God of light. In him there is no darkness. In God 
God there is no darkness. In God there is no darkness. I am a child of light. There is no darkness in me. I am a child of light. There is no darkness in me. I am a child of light. There is no darkness in me. There is no darkness in me. In the name of Jesus, I decree every darkness in our lives, every darkness in this church begin to flee because here, gathered here are the children of light. Gathered here are the children of light. Gathered here are the children of light. Our God is light. There is no darkness. There is no darkness in him. There is no darkness in him. And so this light will shine forth and darkness cannot stand against it. This light will shine. This light will shine and darkness will not stand against it. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Thank you all. You can have your seats. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We have heard a lot um, this month about divine insight. Um, We've heard a lot, and I believe that when God is sending his word, there is a reason why he's sending it. And I believe that we're all learning one thing or the other already from what has been sent this month. Um, just before the month started, I started my own personal journey, and it was about just knowing myself. Knowing myself, just getting to know me was what is that, um, how it started for me. And I started reading books about, you know, who am I? So it was, for me, it was a personal search of understanding what, what is it about me? What is it that makes me think? What is it about, well, that gets me excited? What is it that makes me laugh? What are the things that give me sorrow? Getting to understand me was how it started for me. So when pastor was calling me to say, you know, you're going to take the word, I can only share what I know. Amen. Because you can't give what you don't have. So for me, it's coming from a place of understanding you. But as, as we start learning a little bit about divine insights, I start getting some understanding, and that's what I'm hoping that the Holy Spirit would help us today to understand too. Um, the lesson text I'm taking today is Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16, from verse 13 to 19. It's a very popular scripture, and we're just going to bring out a few things um, from there by the help of the Holy Spirit. Matthew 16 from verse 13 to 19. It says, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the son of man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He says, but what about you? He asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered and says, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not overcome it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Father, we pray that you will breathe upon your word. We pray, Lord God, for understanding. In the name of Jesus, I surrender myself to you, Father. Let your name be glorified. Give me words to speak. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we are praying. Amen. One thing that God is teaching us so far in the beginning, from the beginning of the month, is that divine insight is divine. And I know it's like, okay, what are you saying? Divine insight is divine. What does that mean? It means it comes from God. Divine insight comes from God. It is very important to understand this. In Proverbs chapter 20, verse 12, Proverbs 20, verse 12, it says, ears to hear, eyes to see, both are gifts from the Lord. In the NLT version, he used the word both of them, the ears that hear and the eyes that see. Both are gifts from the Lord. You know, there are so many places in the Bible, it talks about there are some people they have eyes, but they can't see. Some people they have ears, they can't hear. So if you have ears that hear, eyes that see, it is a gift from God. And in Daniel chapter 2, verse 22, he says, God reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness, and light dwells with him. Divine insight is divine. It means that God himself is the holder of all secrets. For those that have watched um, Abattoir, he says the holder of the secrets here. God is the holder of the secrets here. He is the holder of all secrets. Everything that people are saying, you know, in darkness, everything that is considered a secret, God is the holder. He knows where everything is. He knows the beginning. He knows the end. So, when I say something is divine, and God is the owner of it, he gives that particular information to specific people. He gives that information, that particular secret, he gives it to specific people. But one thing about the nature of God is that he reveals secrets. He reveals it. He's not, he's not interested in keeping it hidden. Even though he knows where it is, his desire is not to hide it. His desire is to what? To open it. I know some of us now, we are still thinking, ah, you know, Coca-Cola, you know, the uh, ingredient is still hidden. It's been hidden for, for ages. God is not like that. God is actually willing to what? To reveal secrets to us. So why do you need a secret to be revealed from above? Divine insight. Because we've talked about insight, and it says insight is understanding. Insight is when you have internal what? sight. Why do I need divine insight? What kind of secrets do I need to know? From our text in that Matthew chapter 16, one of the things that, one of the most important insights that we need is the revelation of who? Jesus himself. The revelation of Jesus. I like how Jesus started. He said, who do people say that I am? We all are considered Christians. We've known Jesus Christ, some people from the womb, you know, and some of us, maybe along the line, we got to know Jesus. All along, what do you know about Christ? What do you know about your Savior? What do you know about this God that you're serving? Who do people say that I am? He asked them, and a lot of them were given a lot of answers about who they've understood Jesus to be, who people have told them that Jesus is. Then he asked another question. He now said, but who do you say that I am? The revelation of Jesus Christ has to be personal because that's one thing that's what, that cannot be taken away from us when we have it ourselves. 
Nobody told you, but you had that revelation by yourself. Jesus now um, asked, who do you say that I am? And then Peter answered and he said, you are the Messiah. And I feel like this particular verse was written there for a reason. It says, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. In other versions of that particular um, verse, in that verse 17, in the message version, it says, you did not get that answer out of books or from teachers. You did not get that answer from books or from teachers. Other versions say, you did not get that from men. In other words, Peter, I just want you to know that you've just, you have just received something here, and it's a big internal knowledge of who I am. Nobody else re revealed this to you but what? But my Father in heaven. To me, that is divine insight. It's from above. There is a level of knowledge that you can get from flesh and blood. There is a level of knowledge that you can get from books. There is a no level of knowledge that you can get from your parents. When I started this, uh, <laughs> when I started this journey, like I said um, about who I am, <laughs> I started by saying, okay, I'm going to ask specific questions. So I said to, I took my phone and I texted my daddy three questions. Number one, I won't tell you all three, but number one, am I truly your firstborn? <laughs> number two, number three, I wrote three questions like that and I sent it to him. <laughs> he looked, I'm sure he looked at it and just said, he said, call me. <laughs> I called him and he answered all the questions and, you know, he answered it and everything. You know, you are my firstborn, the excellency of my strength and all of that. You know, he answered, you know, all the questions as it, as it were. But the truth is, I was not satisfied. There is something deeper about being the firstborn because God does not make mistakes. I could have been aborted. Why was I not aborted? What happened? Why me? Why not my sister? Why not my brother? How come I came first? There is a reason, there is a purpose. Everything that happens, even God knew that you know, two wings will be coming out, but this is the one that will first come out, but this is the next one. So God knows all of these things, and there is a purpose for it. So when he has answered that question for me, at the end of the day, <laughs> it brought me back to this verse that says, flesh and blood has revealed those to you, but there is something else that what? That God can. Amen. Amen. So the next insight about the revelation of Jesus is the first one. The next insight we need to know about is about who we are. I want to put it to us that the first one actually births the second. Revelation of Jesus Christ will begin to help you understand who you are. It's so interesting because in that particular verse, when we look at that verse in, uh, in Matthew chapter 16, um, after, God, I mean, after Jesus told Peter, he says, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. There was something that he said next. He said what? You are Peter. A rock. I don't know who Peter has looked at himself as, or maybe some people have even told Peter, Peter, you're unstable. Peter, you are flimsy. Peter, you, don't, you can't make up your own mind. And all of a sudden, from the revelation of Jesus Christ, Jesus was able to tell Peter, just so you know, you are a rock. Peter, you are a rock. 
And then he now said something. Peter, you have authority. He says, I have given you what? Keys. There was some time, uh, uh, one of my sisters, I have many aunties in, in the church, Sister uh, Jeanette called me and said, you know, when Jesus told the disciples, he said, I have given you authority. He said, when he said, I have given you authority, they didn't see anything in their hands. Right, ma? There was nothing in their hands. He said, I have given you authority. But they couldn't see it. But all of a sudden, the next few verses, they said they went out and they were healing. And then they saw the, what? the authority that was in their hands. But for a while there, they couldn't see it. So I feel like in that particular verse, that was God revealing to Peter, just so you know, you have authority. That whatever you bind, it will stay. Whatever you lose, that's what it happened. So Peter, in that encounter of knowing Jesus, got to know a little bit more about himself. That no, I am not fearful. No, I am not unstable. No, I am not feeble. God said, I am a rock. In this season, I invite us to seek understanding about who we are. Because this understanding will birth other things in our lives. Take time to ask these questions. Take time to understand what it is about you. Not from flesh, not from blood, but from God. And the reason is because there are so many things that he says we see in part, we know in part. Human beings will see in part, but God sees all. Amen. The level of insight that we have determines the depth of experiences that we will have on earth. It's one of the things we've learned. The level of insight that we have determines the depth of experience that we will have on earth. In Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1 to 8, you know, Isaiah had a revelation of God as holy. You know, he said, you know, he saw the angel saying, holy, holy, you know, our God is holy. And immediately from that revelation, he came out and he sh shouted, ha, I am a man of unclean lips. All of a sudden, he was able to see the limitations in himself. He was able to see the inadequacies. And from that same revelation, God touched that limitation. The revelation of Jesus Christ reveals more about, about us. There's a verse in the Bible that talks about, you know, beholding ourselves in the mirror, the word of God. Immediately, it's revealed to you. As you are seeing God, we begin to see more about ourselves. Amen. You know, after Isaiah had that touch, you know, from, from God, he said, ah, I'm a man of unclean lips. He did not stay there. The life call was used to touch his lips. And immediately, when, Jesus was, when God was now asking, who can I send? Immediately, because he knows now who he is, he said what? Send me. It is when we begin to understand who we are that we're able to take any assignment, anything that God is telling us to do. You know, if Moses continued to see himself as a stammerer, stammerers do not represent people. Stammerers are supporters. Because you know you stammer, you cannot be in the forefront. Stammerers cannot be in the forefront. So all of a sudden, all he could see was what? A stammerer. All he could see was, I am not, I, I am a, I, I, I'm a fugitive. I am a murderer. All of these things stood in the way for him. But after he had that encounter, after he had that understanding of who he was, he was able to go and represent God in the palace. Amen. So this insight empowers us. So again, why do we need insight? Lack of insight about God and who we are, it's one of the roots of insecurity and self-esteem, and low self-esteem. It's the reason why we are comparing ourselves with others. Because you don't even know who you are. You don't know your capacity. You don't know what you can do. You don't know what you stand for. 
It's the reason, it's the biggest, it's one of the biggest reasons why we have that low self-esteem, because you don't know who you are. One of the things that we're learning, and I think one of our doctors was also talking about it, he said, proud people are people with low self-esteem. It hit me, it hit me when he was mentioning that day, because it's true. When you know who you are, when you know who you are, you're not going to be bragging about it. You stay, especially because you know that everything that you are is from who? From God. So one of the reasons for that insight is because now you know what it is that God is selling you to do. Why do I need insight? Your deliverance is tied to knowing who you are. Your deliverance is tied to knowing who you are. Your deliverance is tied to know is tied to knowing who God is. <sighs> Your job is tied to it. I'm using that word deliverance, you know. Loosely, you can put whatever it is. What is this that you are trying to get from God? All of this is tied to it. You know, there was something that John chapter 8, verse 32, he says, you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. I believe it so much, and I'm asking God every now and then, and I'm hoping that this will be your prayer after this too, that the truth that I need to know, Father, let me know it. The truth that I need to know, Father, let me know it. Because for me, it's very surprising that there are some miracles that happened in the Bible. It was not written anywhere. He said that woman went, he said, if I touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. Nobody will reveal that to her. That if I touch it, I will be made whole. And all of a sudden, because she did that, bam, she got her healing. There is something that you need to know also that will birth your miracles. There is something that you need to know that will birth your deliverance. You know, there was something that that blind Bartimaeus said. He said, you know, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. I believe that that understanding that he got, it was an internal sight already. And when he got that internal sight, all of a sudden, it birthed the external sight. Nobody could stop him. Why? He had this conviction that Jesus, the son of David, is a God of mercy. And so he cried over and over again. Insight will birth that external sight. Amen. How do I gain this divine insight as I round up? We've been taught over the course of the month that we gain insight through the word of God, through many other means, by the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit reveals secrets. But there is something that I saw, and that's what I want to finish with. Another way to get insight is to ask questions is to ask questions. You're asking me what's happening. In Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3, Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3, says, ask me, and I will tell you remarkable secrets that you do not know. The message version says, I will tell you marvelous and wondrous things that you could never figure out on your own. It was so interesting because this particular verse was written when Jeremiah prayed a prayer about, you know, being in bondage. And all of a sudden, God answered him and just said, you know, you are in this prison. Don't worry, you're going to come out. This is what's going to happen. But then the next thing that happened after that is God coming back to him the second time and say, ask me and I'll tell you more. He didn't ask. But if you actually told me, I will tell you more. And I started reading that after that second time that Jesus came, I mean, God came back to Jeremiah. He told him about the bondage. He told him about what's going to happen. And then he continued to actually tell him about Jesus Christ, the Messiah. That just so you know, Jesus is coming too. The shock of my life 
was in 2 Samuel chapter 21, verse 21, um, 21, verse 1. 2 Samuel 21, verse 1. If it's possible to get in the Amplified, please. I want us to read it together as a church. 2 Samuel 21, verse 1. Are we there? Let's go. after year. The first year that it happened, oh, it's just the economy. The second year that that famine happened, oh, the, the earth is just recuperating. Maybe that's why there was no yield. The third year, that's when David he got to his senses. Um, there's something going on here. And what did he do? He inquired. For me, I was like, ay, 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 ay. three years, you should, have been <laughs> you should have been asking some questions. But please turn to your neighbor and say it's not too late. <laughs> it is not too late to rise up on your feet and begin to ask some questions. Because if David did not ask any question, that famine would have... I want us to rise on our feet. Asking questions like this is what I'm hoping I'm charging you to do. Things just don't, they don't just happen. Something is moving. Something is happening. I want you to begin to ask. I don't know if there's an area of darkness. There is, a, there is something that looks like, you know, it looks like it's the economy of, this, or it's the economy of, the, of, of, of Canada. Or all of a sudden, maybe, you know, every time you're about to pray, you're having, you're having this, this sleep. You're having this, you know, this laziness come to your, to your mind. Or all of a sudden, you're you are noticing that every year around winter, something like this happens. You know notice it in your father, you notice it in your mother, but all of a sudden you just say, mm, it's just a family thing. Who told you it's a family thing? Who told you it is in your genetics? Was it God that revealed it to you? Was it God that revealed to you? I want us to pray for divine. Divine means from above. Lord, I have, I want an understanding that comes from you. The limitation in my life is probably because of the limitation of my knowledge. My Father and my God revealed to me the secrets that I need to know about myself. Father, I ask for light. I ask for light. I ask for understanding. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, grant me understanding. In the name of Jesus. Begin to ask the Lord for light this morning. Father, grant. We hope you were blessed by that teaching. For further inquiries, please visit our website www.rccgppp.org. You can also check us on Facebook and on YouTube at rccgpppsk, on Instagram and Twitter at rccgppp. If you are within the city of Regina, Canada, you can join us in person at 1771 Bond Street, S4N, 1X7 for a refreshing time in God's presence.